Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tom Kang. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. A tradition more than four decades old, big enough for only four teams, a fight for survival, and the right to play in the Super Bowl. Last year, it all took place indoors. But this NFL season, Championship Sunday went back to its roots, to two frozen fields and two storied football cities. He gets the snap, he fakes the handoff, he's at the five, running to the inside, the goal line, dives inside the pylon, it is a touchdown! First and goal at about the three, Mendenhall gets double stack to the left side, Red Mendenhall. Now here's Rodgers, Brady running right side, he walks in, touchdown, holding the ball to the left hand as he goes to the end zone. Blitz shown by Pittsburgh. Sanchez in the shotgun, Blitz comes, Sanchez pump, throw, ball got knocked loose, it's knocked loose, Pittsburgh has a chance of picking up, they do, and running down the left side, lighting on in, touchdown, touchdown, a 19-yard return by William Gay, and the Steelers are pouring it on, it's 23-0. Despite leading 14-0 after two quarters, Aaron Rodgers looked human for the first time in months. It appeared at halftime the steel curtain had come down, but the Jets' second act was just getting underway. Roethlisberger, quarterback sneak, he lost the football. He fumbled. It looks like he fumbled the football. Who's got it? Safety! The Jets score two! Shifts Tomlinson in motion to the right. Takes the snap, drops back, throws one, slant left, caught, walking into the end zone with a touchdown. He looks downfield, throws, it's intercepted, it's picked up by Shields, runs for the 20 to 30, up the sideline the 40, and that is the dagger. The sideline's empty, they'll converge at midfield, Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers are AFC champions, 24-19 over the Jets, and they go to their eighth Super Bowl. Finally. After 20 long weeks, the NFL season comes down to this. Pro football's most decorated franchise sets out to claim its unprecedented seventh silver trophy against the very franchise whose most hallowed hero's name is etched upon it. Well, all right, who is ready for some football, huh? Quick show of hands here. How many of you guys are rooting for the steel curtains? Let's see those hands. Okay, we got some, oh, big fans over there. How many of you guys are big cheeseheads? You're rooting for the Packers? Wow, that's surprising. Okay, how many of you, let's be honest, how many of you are mourning the loss of the New York Jets, huh? Yeah, okay, well, listen, too bad. I'm sorry. sorry. Actually, it could be worse. You could be a Giants fan like me. Anyways, oh, yeah, a little dig for everybody. Well, whichever team you are rooting for, let's just be honest, this 45th Super Bowl promises to be a very intriguing one because what you have here is the Pittsburgh Steelers, Aussie Dave, Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers who have won the most Super Bowls ever. Count them, one, two, three, four, five, six. Battle the Green Bay Packers, who've won three themselves, including the first two ever, right? Back to back uh, in history, okay? In fact, uh, the Super Bowl trophy is called the Lombardi Trophy, named after who? 
Vince Lombardi. You guys know. You guys are football fans here. Uh, He's the Hall of Fame coach there whose leadership both on and off the field is absolutely legendary. He has actually won two Super Bowls, as we've mentioned. And that name, Lombardi, is like synonymous these days with excellence and sportsmanship. It is the absolute gold standard by which all sportsmanship and excellence is measured. In fact, if you're a, a football person, then you already know the name Lombardi is synonymous with greatness. In fact, check out this vintage footage right here. Lombardi. A certain magic still lingers in the very name. It speaks of duels in the snow and cold November mud. Nine years, Lombardi coached the Green Bay Packers. He drove them to five NFL championships and victories in the first two Super Bowls. His game plans contained a minimum of simple plays executed with a maximum of effort. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. Lombardi. You know, you just got to love him. He is the prototype NFL football coach. I mean, sorry, Rex Ryan, but Lombardi's vision and motivation of his players has no peer, right? I mean, there's just something so right about a gridiron coach yelling at his players, what the heck is going on out here? Everybody grab, 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 and nobody tackling, right? You just got to love that. But But did you catch what the narrator said about his coaching skills right before that clip? He he was describing Lombardi's strategy. And, And the narrator said his game plans contained a minimum of simple plays executed with a maximum of effort. You know something? Who could argue with his results? Because in just nine short years of coaching, Lombardi had won five NFL championship victories and two Super Bowls. Before they even had Super Bowls, he won all this stuff with this one tried and true game time strategy, this game plan, a minimum of simple plays executed with the maximum of effort. It's a simple strategy, but an absolute winning one. You know, Roman philosopher Seneca said this, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And and that's exactly what a good strategy does. It's a game plan that positions you to be successful when it matters the most. You, You need the right play at the right time. And so if we're talking about football, you need to know when to run that one yard play. 
right? Uh, you, at the goal line. Or, or maybe you need like a little 10-yard screen, a medium pass. Or you also need to know when to throw it deep, when to take a chance on the Hail Mary in the closing seconds. If you have a strong strategy, a winning game plan, it's the difference between winning or losing. You know something? The same is true in our spiritual lives as well. That is, success in your own spirituality or in the life of a church corporately does not happen by chance. Did you know that? It requires a game plan. And the churches that you see out there kicking butt and taking names for Jesus, right, they are not effective just by chance. No, no, no. They've got a specific, very purposeful game plan in effect. For instance, you know, here at Liquid Church, we we are a church called to reach the New Jersey and metro area, right? Our vision is simple. We take church to the people, right? In, In other words, Liquid Goal as a church is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to spread the good news that God is not angry, He's not distant or apathetic or judgmental towards humanity as some would have him out to be. That's actually a distortion of who God really is. In reality, God has actually withheld his judgment and is instead reaching out at this moment through his son Jesus Christ. Because of his son Christ, he's actually reaching out in mercy and compassion and forgiveness for anyone who would simply call on his name. doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been, you actually matter to God, right? That's the message of the cross. God loves you this much. That the, the message of the cross is that, that God would, he would actually rather die than be without you. That, that he, would, he would rather go through, it's, he loves you so much, he's, he's in pain. He would give his life. That's the good news that we've been given. That, that he spanned heaven and earth by sending his son Jesus to be your savior and mine, to forgive your sins, to fill you up with the Holy Spirit and change you forever. N- new life, no strings attached. That's, that's good news, amen? Amen. Now, because that's such great news, you would think that as believers, that's such great news, we would have no time sharing, no problems sharing that news with anyone and everywhere at all times, right? But the fact of the matter is, it, it, it's kind of, it's like a little, little bit challenging, isn't it? In fact, you have to be very purposeful uh, about, about sharing this good news, what we call the gospel, with others. And, and sometimes, let's just be honest, it, we actually feel a little bit awkward about it. Right? In fact, you sort of have to be so intentional about this. And, 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 and in the midst of sometimes the awkwardness, you, you just feel like, ah, there's no way I can do it. So, you know what? Many of us, we just sort of uh, hand the ball off to someone else. Right? Usually like to a pastor. Right? Oh, yeah, you know, take church to the people. Awesome. Yeah. Go for it, Pastor Dave. Go for it, Pastor Tim. Here's the ball, Pastor Tom. Yeah, you just, I love the jersey. Go, God. Right? That's, that's how we sometimes think. But no, 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 no. It's not that easy. This is our vision together. We're a team. A team. Right? It's the mission that Jesus passed along to all those that were following, to, to like those 12 of his followers, right? To go out into the world and to preach the gospel in our various circles of influence. 
And the interesting thing is, Jesus had a simple plan as well. Jesus had a game plan too. That is, before he left, he didn't just like drop this outlandish goal into our laps and just say, okay, world domination, go for it. No, that's not what he did. In fact, I want to show you Jesus' strategy in one verse today, okay? Just one verse from the book of Acts to show you what I'm talking about. If you want to locate the book of Acts in your Bible, in the New Testament there, it's found on page 755. You're going to see what Jesus is talking about here. And he's talking to his disciples. Check this out. He's talking to them after he's been resurrected, but before he actually ascends into heaven. And so in Acts chapter 1, you'll see, you'll notice that in the first two verses, Luke writes this. In my former book... I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions, in other words, after giving a game plan, after having a little chalk talk, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. In other words, Luke says, I'm writing here the final instructions. I'm giving you the game plans or the strategy that Jesus called out in the huddle before he left the earth. And this is so important, folks, because see, the disciples, the disciples were a little bit freaked out at the thought of Jesus leaving, right? They're like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't go yet. We need you. No, no, I, I can't do it. We, don't leave us alone. What, what are we going to do without you? We can't even get along with each other, let alone go out there and dominate the world and fan out into our community and onto the corners of the world. No, 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 don't leave. And Jesus was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Peter, like, chill out, dude. Just calm down for zip it, okay? I'm not leaving you alone, okay? Trust me, I've got more at stake at this than you do, Peter, okay? I I am not going to leave you like a team without a coach. No, no, I've got a game plan. And I promise you, listen to me, I promise, if you follow my divine instructions together as a team, I guarantee success. Not so much because you're such a talented disciple. Not so much because you have all the gifts and all the tools or anything like that, but rather because of what I'm about to pour into you and then enable you to actually do together in my name. You'll know. You'll know when to do like the one-yard rush or the medium pass or like the deep bomb, the Hail Mary. You'll know when to do that through my instructions about in, in, in what I'm about to pour into you. And now some of you are like totally confused, right? Like, okay, Pastor Tom, he's like obviously watched too much Monday Night Football. I don't know what he's talking about here, right? But let me show you something here. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Skip down to verse 8. Jesus tells those that are following him to stay where they are, right? Stay locally. Do not leave Jerusalem, he says. And then check out Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Here's our, here's our verse. He said to them, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, folks, do not, I'm, I'm begging you, do not just breeze over this. Do not gloss over this passage. It's a simple strategy, but something profound is embedded here. See, folks, Jesus is saying to his disciples, hey, whoa, 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 after I leave, but before you launch out on your own, you will receive power. Do you know what the Greek word there is? It's the word dunamis. Do you know what what word we get from dunamis? What does it kind of sound like? Dunamis, power, dynamite. It's where we get our English word dynamite, the word dunamis. You will receive power. 
You will receive dunamis, dynamite, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. In other words, relax. This isn't all on your shoulders, okay? Evangelizing the world and winning the world for Christ isn't all on you. There's, there's actually 12 of you. Well, actually, no, there's 11. One of them got cut. But anyways, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings here, but you, you actually, you, you in, of, in and of yourselves, you actually don't have what it takes to accomplish my Father's mission, okay? I don't want to hurt any feelings here, but that's the truth. You don't have what it takes to win the world over, but... I'm going to give you something, more like someone. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, that is, the Spirit of God, my own Spirit, to fill you and give you wisdom and give you an explosive power, like dynamite, dunamis, for the task at hand. And you just watch. Once you're suited up for the game, this is how it's going to work. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Right where you are. I told you, don't move yet. Right where you are. You're in Jerusalem. You're going to be my witnesses there. And in all Judea and Samaria, Judea and Samaria were the surrounding towns. They were right next to Jerusalem. You're going to be my witnesses out there as well. And I'll tell you something else. You're also going to be my witnesses way out deep. You're going to go for a long, deep Hail Mary bomb to the ends of the earth. Do you see Jesus' game plan here? A strategy actually embedded in this verse. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem right here and in all Judea and Samaria a little bit further out and to the ends of the earth. A little chalk talk here, right? Like a Hail Mary way out deep. In other words, in his final instructions to his disciples to win the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus describes an offensive drive of ever-widening impact. Almost like a, a series of three plays that goes from short to medium, Judea and Samaria, near neighboring towns, to long. Right? This is like a little chalk talk that Jesus is giving to his disciples before he leaves. This is the three-part plan. Short, medium, and then there's a long play. Are you, are you getting this? Some of you are nodding your head. Some of you are a little bit, little bit confused. Uh, you, know what, you know what I need to do here? We need to go live with this a little bit. I'm going to call my all-star teammate, Brett Hartford. Brett, can you come on? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Give Brett a hand here. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Woo, Brett. Nice job, dude. Wow, you are one tall, lanky dude. Okay. Brett, you are going to help me. All right, we're both Steelers here. Notice, we're not rooting for the Steelers or anything like that, but I do have to say, this is Heinz Ward. He's the all-pro wide receiver. Do you know he's half Korean? That's a brother from another mother. Anyways, I'm just letting you know. Okay, so I'm going to play a little quarterback here. We're short, medium, and long. Those are the three plays that Jesus gave, okay? So the first play, Jerusalem. They were in Jerusalem. This is going to be a short yardage play. We just need like a one-yarder. Here we go, okay? Short run play. Hike, Go! There we go. Short play in Jerusalem. They were in Jerusalem. That's how it happened. It's just a short play in their surrounding area. Not bad. Not bad. Are you ready for this one? We're going to go a little bit further out now because the second part, stage two, part two of this plan was to go a little bit further out. This is kind of like a medium pass, right? It's first Jerusalem, short play, then Judea and Samaria. I need you to buckle up over here, okay? I cannot be held responsible for any broken noses. You came here at your own risk. All right, ready? Medium pass, go. All right. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, Butterfingers, Butterfingers. Hey, guys, relax. He's a rookie, okay? He's a connections coordinator. That just means that he's supposed to be the most coordinated one on staff, but obviously not true. Anyways, okay, here we go. So we had the short play, right? We got the medium play to the surrounding neighborhoods. Now, what's the last one, folks? What's the last one here? Long, right? Do you guys want to see a Hail Mary? (laughs) To the ends of the world for Jesus, baby, for Jesus. Don't make me look bad, dude. Don't make me look Set. Hike. Go. Long. Okay. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. I get nervous, dude. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Let's hear it for Brett. Woo. Oh, my gosh. My apologies in advance. Talk to Dave Brooks. He deals with all the legal stuff here. Anyways. Wow, okay. If you think about it, folks, if you think about it, Jesus' game plan to win the world was both brilliant and simple at the same time. And you know, believe it or not, I used to play a little football in high school. I know some of you don't believe me here, but here are a couple things, okay? I know, you don't believe me. It's true. But here are a couple things that help me apply Jesus' game plan, okay? Number one, I just think about it in small steps, 10-yard increments, one-yard increments even, right? I'm just thinking about the next first down. I, I don't have to think about the other end of the end zone, okay? I don't have to think about, you know, 100 yards. I just have to think about the next first down 10 yards away. And so what I do is I, I start simply, right, with, with people that I already know, folks that I already have a relationship with. These could be my friends that I, it's so easy to talk to them, certain family members, not all, certain family members that are really easy to talk to, that I have a good relationship with, they don't know Jesus yet, not a real big gamble, and, and I, just, I just ask them, I sort of start this dialogue, this intentional dialogue about Jesus, about asking them about church and stuff. Who is someone in your life who'd be easy to talk to right now about how Jesus has actually changed your life. You know, last week down in New Brunswick, I heard this, this just made my day. Last week down in New Brunswick, there's, there's a woman named Marlene. And uh, she, had a, she had a short yardage uh, relationship, so to speak. Her cousin, who she's really close with, invited her out to Liquid Church. This was last Sunday. Heard the message, gave her life to Christ for the first time ever. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, Yeah. That's amazing. That's a short yardage thing. Someone that is already in your vicinity. Who is in your Jerusalem? And then I start to think, step number two, then I think a little bit further out, right? Like an eight-yard medium pass. Don't worry, I'm not going to throw it again. Eight-yard medium pass, right? Who is someone that is just sort of a little bit sort of out of your comfort zone? Not as safe as a short-yard gain, right? Who is someone like that in your life who you can maybe have, you can venture off into having a, a more deeper level conversation? Something besides, you know, how's the weather or, you know, how was your weekend? Something like that. Maybe it's someone in your class, right? Maybe it's someone in the cubicle next to you. You kind of have a good relationship with them, but it hasn't really gone much deeper than that, but it kind of could, right? You're kind of feeling it out there. And then number three, then there's the real long shot. This is like the Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is like the big Ben Roethlisberger to, to you know, to, to Heinz Ward out deep, right? Going way back, 80-yard, 60-yard pass. Who is that person? To the ends of the earth, a Hail Mary, because, you know, this is someone that only God 
only God would miraculously somehow bring them into church. Like there's no, there's no chance. The odds are against it. It's 90% chance that they would never come. But you know what? This is maybe, maybe God's going to use you, right? Uh, this is like the guy, there's this one guy at the, at the YMCA in my local town. I, I promise you, every time I'm there, every other word out of his m- mouth is like an F-bomb. Everything. He's just like, what the F? He's not even mad. Even when he's happy, everything's an F-bomb. It's just like, okay, Jesus, what is going on? You know, like, but like, he just, God's just burdened my heart with this guy. You know, he's got tattoos, he's a real tough guy and everything like that. But, you know, that to me is like my, that's like my Hail Mary, my deep, long past, right? Jesus says, this is the game plan. This is how we're going to win this. These are my final instructions. The divine strategy. Short, medium, long. We all have someone in these areas. Who is that for you? Jesus says that you will be my witnesses in Morristown, New Jersey. You will be my witnesses in the East Coast. You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth like even Australia, right? It's true. And folks, this is the strategy, the game plan that Jesus instructed and that we pursue, this God-given vision to take church to the people. In fact, this isn't what we're going to do. This is how we're going to successfully reach out this February in our own circles of influence. You all have a circle of influence in your life. I don't care who you are, what you do, uh, what kind of experience you do or do not have. You have a circle of influence in your life. Some of you are like, oh, me? No way. No way. Do, do you believe that? You actually have a circle of influence. Don't, 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 don't discredit yourself. Don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. I, I need you, in fact, I need you right now to huddle up with me here. Huddle up, okay? Because there are people in your life that only you can, I can't reach them. I can't reach them. Pastor Tim, Pastor Dave, we can't reach them. Pastor Mike, we can't reach them. Only you, God has it ordained it. He has fixed it so that only you can reach them. People who God has intentionally put you in relationship with. And some of them close, like family and friends. Some of them are, are a little bit further out. They're kind of like a medium pass, a little bit further out, someone that you work with, a person that pours your coffee at Dunkin' Donuts every morning, some, someone that's a little bit further out. And the long ball, the deep pass, right? That God has intentionally moved you into a position to make this incredible news of life, of sins forgiven, known to them. Now, for those of you who have been at Liquid for at least a year or so, you already know. Uh, we do not think that evangelism is like something for like a select few, like you have to like have the gift of evangelism in order to evangelize. We, we, we actually don't think that way. And, and so it's not, it, 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 this is also something that's not crazy hard either. You know, sometimes, sometimes we like make evangelism sound really like difficult, right? Like, like it's all up to us to go out and wrestle people to the ground and tell them that Jesus loves you. Don't you get it? Don't, you know, it's, it's not like that. It's not crazy hard either. Sometimes we just make it difficult sometimes, right? That's, it's not the way it's supposed to be. And, and of course, even, even the thought of like evangelism for some of us, it's like so daunting. 
And so it's no surprise that, that the results are oftentimes, like, they just actually do more harm than good, right? They're usually very negative when we go into it with that kind of attitude, with that kind of expectation, with that kind of a heart, right? I, I mean, those who think that this evangelism strategy is, like, all up to us. You know, I'm going to win it for Jesus. I'm just going to just barrel through just i don't care if they're not listening i don't care if they think i'm a jerk i don't care if they think i'm annoying i'm just gonna plow it through and just i'm just sometimes that actually does more harm than good well let's say it i mean we're an evangelism team and we go out and we you know affect change in people's lives you know, sometimes uh, you can try to reach their head or their heart, and it's just not going to happen. You've got to really go out there and bring them in. You have to invite them in, essentially. And that's what we really like to do is, is go around and just uh, basically uh, pull them into church. Right, yeah. Excuse me. Sir. Do yeah? you know Jesus? Not personally. You want to come to church with us? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Great. One of the challenges that we face is that people seem to run from the gospel sometimes, mm -hmm. and, and you just have to take it to them. Mm -hmm. and, and let us be very clear about this. In order to do what we do on a daily basis, you have to be bold. You cannot be ashamed. Hey, what about those two? Yeah. Spirit leaders, spirit leaders, let's go! You have been chosen! You can't run from God! Wow, wow. Who here has been saved that way? Yeah, right? Right? I, I mean, that's so true, right? But you know, some people think evangelism is like tackling people with the truth. And, 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 and it's no wonder then that, that that actually, not only is that, is that harmful, right? But that's, that's just plain weird. It's, it's weird. And, and you wonder, like, why doesn't my evangelism effort seem to be winning here? I mean, it's because you're not following the game plan. See, Jesus said to his disciples, guys, this is a team effort, okay? We, we, we need to partner together and keep it so simple, which is why we've adopted a very simple evangelism strategy, if you want to call it that, here at Liquid Church. We call it invest and invite. So simple. The game plan is simple, and all we ask you to do is this, okay? Number one, take time to invest in relationships with unchurched friends and coworkers. Do not demonize them, okay? They're not bad people, okay? We're actually supposed to be investing our lives and our hearts into them. You, they're in your sphere of influence for a reason. God handpicked them and they put them, he put them in your circle of influence, okay? So just start investing. Stop being weird. Just invest into those relationships. It doesn't have to be deep and profound. Just, just, just like be normal, you know? Just be normal, right? 
uh, one, of the, one of the men here, his name is Bill Gibson. He works for Bristol Myers, and, you know, he's earning the trust of his coworkers, right? He's in a band. He leads a life group, and I think it's in Cranberry. That's his local Jerusalem area, right? Just invest. Just invest. Invest in those relationships. Number two, simply invite. In- invite them to church and-, and-, and to trust that the Holy Spirit will actually do the rest, Right? You don't have to have all the theological answers. You don't have to have all. Just invest and invite them to church. Come and see. So simple, right? Invest and invite. That's it. Invest in some trust-based friendships with people in your life who don't know Jesus yet and invite them to liquid to experience the power of God and see that there's actually nothing more relevant to modern life than a relationship with Jesus Christ. Folks, that's evangelism. That's evangelism. I know, I know. It, it seems like, it's, it's like for some of us, it's like, oh, no, that's too simple. Some of you are like, well, well, well but what about the four spiritual laws? Where, where's my like, list of tracts that I have to hand out to people? No, it's, it's, it's actually very simple. There's nothing wrong with those methods, but the method that we're going with is so simple. Invest and invite. You see, we believe we believe that life change is an incredible, it has an incredible chance of happening when God's people leverage the friendships and relationships that they already have with non-believers and simply invite them to this kind of environment. In fact, you know, we received an email that shows the power of investing in the friend and inviting that same friend to church. I want to call this woman Diane, and this is her email that she wrote. She wrote, I accompanied my friend to Liquid for the first time two weeks ago. I walked in a bit nervous, not sure what to expect. I was raised Catholic, and this was not what I expected. Uh, Where were the untouchable men in robes? What in the world was all that loud music? Oh, my gosh. OMG. Uh, There are a lot of very happy-looking people here. Casually, my friend leaned over and informed me that the guy with big hair was the pastor. That's Tim. (laughs) I almost fell off my chair. This was a very different experience from mine of 27 years in the Roman Catholic Church, and I liked it already. For over two weeks now, I have reflected on all that I have learned in my, visits, my two visits to Liquid. Most importantly, I have found peace. I've always associated the church with guilt and judgment. See, when my marriage crumbled, the church wanted nothing to do with me. I was shunned, made to feel ashamed, left out in the cold. As an adult, I've been lost in in terms of my faith until now. I I don't know how to thank you and the rest of the Liquid staff for what you have given me. I am so excited to attend services this coming Sunday and next. I'm at the very beginning of this spiritual journey and have much more to learn about Christ and make my own. But this I know already. Jesus is there with me and I'm grateful to have him in my life. Thanks so much for the message you spread. So simple but beautiful and much needed. I look forward to many more Sundays at Liquid Church. Isn't that amazing? I mean, folks, I, I don't know about you. I love that. Because you see, we believe that once someone comes to liquid, God's spirit is going to touch them wherever they're at in life. No, this is, this is like not credit to ourselves. I mean, all we do, all we do is like provide a little music, a, a message, some media. We're just trying to do whatever we can to actually get out of the way. Does that make sense? 
We, we try to do whatever we can to, to create an accessible, relevant environment where they can just take a step towards God, maybe for the first time in their lives. It's an amazing thing to be a part of, folks. That's an amazing thing to be a part of. And folks, let me, let me let you in on a little secret here, okay? Next Sunday, we're pretty excited about this. Next Sunday, we are kicking off a brand new message series that is like totally a layup in terms of inviting some non-believing friends, right? It's called Crazy Little Thing Called Love. And it's a series about men and women and how candidly we sometimes drive each other a little bit nuts, all right? That's it's just true. Okay, can I, can I get an amen to that? Yeah? Little, whoa, take it easy, all right? I don't want to get you in trouble. Anyways, you know, relationships are tough, right? Dating is tough. Marriage is tough. Being single is tough. It's, it's all very hard. My right? question here, is there anyone here whose love life could use a little bit of help? Anyone here whose, whose marriage could use a little bit of a jump start? Maybe you need, like, one of the, I don't know what they're called. You see them in the doctors, like, uh, they, like, rub them together. Clear! Boom! You know, like, one of those things. Maybe you need, like, one of those things in your life, right? The, the issues that we're going to tackle is how God, God wired men and women differently. And, and biblically speaking, that's actually a good thing that God did that. So, so I have a question here. Ladies. Did you know that, that the fact that your man is not like you is actually a good thing? The, the fact that, that the man in your life does not talk like you or think like you or uh, uh, relate the way that you do, connect like you, that can actually be a good thing. Yeah, some of you are like, uh-uh, pastor, I don't know where you got that from. Yeah, it's true. You know, they say boys will be boys for a reason, okay? That, that's, that's actually there for a reason. I mean, think of the alternative here, right? Boys will be girls? No, that's, that's, that's not right. How weird would that be? Ladies, when the man in your life gets together with all his bros next week, right, and they watch the big game for real, Steelers and Packers, right, how do you think that those guys are going to connect, okay? Because let me show you something. Let me show you what is not going to happen. Welcome to The Biggest Loser. Wait, who got voted off last week? The brothers. They were the brothers? The two fat brothers, yeah. Hey, you guys hungry or something? You know, I could share something. Okay, um, let me call Rebecca and just make sure um, we're not going to go out later, because if we're going to go out later, then I'm not going to eat anything now. Hey, honey, how's it going? What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you? Are you doing something cool? I want to know what you're doing and what, who you're talking to, and I want to know everything that you're doing, and I don't want you to act like I'm being annoying. I just want you to answer all my questions. Well, all right. Well, um, listen, do you want to go out later? Because if we're going to go out later, then I'm not going to eat anything now. Okay, great. So let's go out later. Great. I'm excited. Date. All right, I love you. Honey, I love you. Rebecca, say I love you to me. Tell me you love me. All right, I love you too. Bye. Well, what does she say? She does she does she does she does what does she feel about it? And what is she thinking about how she feels? <laughs> how does she feel about what she's thinking about what she feels? <laughs> folks, folks, newsflash, okay? Newsflash. Men are wired differently than women. 
Okay, a newsflash there. And ladies, ladies, this is, okay, if you're hoping that the guy in your life will somehow change and you'll start considering him your BFF, right, in all things love-related, it's going to actually make you crazy. I know that's what you think that you want sometimes, like this BFF from your boyfriend, from your husband, but it's going to drive you nuts. Crazy little thing called love. At the same time, men, if you wish that the women in your life were like more down to earth, right? If you actually think that, that, that the women in your life were more like your bros, your dudes, your, your buddies, right? That is completely insane as well, okay? Guys, just think about, okay, just again, think about next week's game. If you think that females sit around and connect with one another the way that you and I as guys do, you are absolutely crazy who scored for philly uh westbrook nice i've got him in my office fantasy league yo you guys starving i want like chili cheese fries with jalapeno peppers like 500 tacos four dozen pepperoni donuts hold on a sec sup just chilling at katie's Katie, Jen, Sarah, Farron. Yep. 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 Love you too. Bye. Oh. oh I love you. Oh, love you too. Me. I love you oh, so love much. You too. Yo, hey, hey, Rebecca. Rebecca, who am I? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Love you too. I love you too. Who am I? Who was I right then? I don't know. Who are you? I was young. Sick. Sick. Whatever. That was my impression of you. It's just so annoying. It's just like, what are you doing? I'm just like, I don't know what was I doing when you called me like five minutes ago. I'm watching football. I know. It's like Kevin will call me when he gets off the subway and he's walking to the apartment. I'm like, what are we going to talk about when you get here? It's like a continuous stream of talking. <laughs> I hate talking. No way. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's so true, right? It's like a continuous stream of talking, right? So here's our dilemma, folks. Here's our dilemma. If God actually wired men and women differently, right, so completely opposite, then why, oh, why did he call us to love one another? How and why did he do that? That's what crazy little thing called love is all about. And it's, it's our new series for February. Like I said, I, I can't wait. Talking about relationships is honestly, you know, I've known Pastor Tim for a while now. It's like his sweet spot. He does it really well. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to invite a friend to check out church, check out church for the first time even. It's going to be on Valentine's Day. It's coming up real soon. Hint, hint, guys. I know. Oh, I know it was on your calendars. But anyways, all right. Uh, we, we can all use a little bit of help when it comes uh, to this crazy little thing called love. So invite your buddies, invite your girlfriends, invite your friends, your family, your coworkers, your spouse, the people next door. If you know people who are in a little bit of a, uh, of a little relationship help, then you need to invite them because this is going to be an amazing, amazing series. So who is God, okay? Who is God put in your life into your ever-widening circles of influence that he wants you to invite to liquid this February? Remember the sequence now, okay? Short, medium, long. A little bit of chalk talk here. Short, 
medium, long. Who is in your Jerusalem right now, where you are? You don't even have to, you just open the door, just look out the window. Who is in your Jerusalem today? Start small, act locally. People that you already know. And then, and then there's the medium play, right? The short pass right over here. The medium pass right over here. Judea and Samaria. Expand your reach. People that you sort of, kind of, maybe sort of know. Your co-workers, your classmates. You're starting to build a bridge. And then the long, the deep ball, the long pass, right? The Hail Mary. Uh, who would be that real stretch for you, right? I, I mean, it would like totally be a miracle if this person were to show up. But hey, you know, God, he's in the business, of revealing himself to those folks. And some of you, some of you actually were this person not too long ago, right? But someone took a gamble and invited you. That's an amazing thing here, right? So here's a challenge for you. When the ball drops next week on this new relationship series, will you take a risk and actually invite three people over the next three weeks? Three weeks, three people. It's the kind of strategy even Lombardi could not stop, but we can't take any credit for it because we ripped it right out of Jesus's playbook. First thing is short yard rush. Second thing is a medium pass, someone kind of a little bit of a stretch for you. And the last play, the deep long ball, the Hail Mary. Mary. Who has God put into your life to make a simple handoff to this week? Even as I've been talking here, I'm sure, I'm certain that in your own hearts, in your own minds, there were, there were faces of people in your own sphere of influence that kind of popped in your head, that God sort of whispered into your hearts right now, who are those people? Would you be willing to invest in, in that person's life and invite them into church? Maybe it was the buddy at the gym, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the classmate, the coworker, you know, and, and you, you want to talk about like an easy layup, right, a one-yard rush sermon-wise? I mean, this is a series on relationships, folks, okay? This is on relationships. This isn't like verse by verse through Leviticus, right? As exciting as that would be, don't get me wrong here, okay? But, but this is just like, this is as easy as you saying to that person, hey, you know what? You want to come to my church? Uh, we'll grab some lunch afterwards, and, and, and I promise it won't be weird. The pastor's actually going to be talking about relationships. And you know what they're going to say? This is what they're going to say. I guarantee you, 50% of them are going to say something like this. Uh, do I have to dress up? You know what your answer can be? No more than the pastor, right? That's what you can say, right? No, don't worry about it. It's not like the church that you're thinking about. You know, you can come totally casual, lots of friendly people, very accepting, just a kicking band, all this stuff. Pastor's a little bit of a tool, but you'll like it, I promise. Nothing weird, okay? That's easy. Guys, it's so easy, isn't it? Invest and invite. So easy, right? Jesus, Jesus thought so too. In fact, he thought enough about, uh, about this plan to invite his original team of 12, his disciples, as well as all of us, the modern-day church, and he actually puts the ball into our hands, and he says this. He says, right here, Dave, he throws it to Dave, and he says, go out there and make a play. I'll take it, all right? And then he says, he says like this. He says, this is so easy. You can do this. Anybody can do this. Take the ball, and right here, Chuck, Chuck, look alive. All right, go out there and make a play. All right, that's what he does for every single one of us, okay? And so right now, what I'm going to ask everyone to do, I'm going to do it myself. I think I have a pen here. Uh, go right now, in your programs, would you write the initials of those three people that came to mind that are in your heart? I think I just drew on my forehead. Um, would you just write, <laughs> right now, the initials of the people that God brought to your mind, okay, that you can invite? Who's that short, 
That very easy person, 90% chance of coming. Who's that medium? A little bit, this is a little bit of a stretch. Ooh, maybe I'll wait till like week two when I'm kind of warmed up into it and see how the series goes. That sort of a thing, right? And then the long bomb. Let's take a second. I'm going to do the same here right now and write the initials of the people that you're thinking right now. Short, medium, long. Easy, this person's definitely going to come. Maybe it's a husband or a wife. Medium, maybe it's that neighbor you haven't talked to in a while. See him at the grocery store, gets a little bit awkward sometimes, don't want it to be that way. And long, okay? Awesome. Awesome, you got that written down. Now, you know what? We're going to close by, by doing it this way. Let's, let's, all, let's all stand together. Let's all stand together, all right? Football, you know, is a team sport, right? No individuals, right? And, uh, and so because it's a team sport, it's important for all of us not to feel alone. Remember, it's not up to you. It is not up to you. God actually placed you in your sphere of influence. God goes before you. And so right now, I just want you to look around. Look around. Look around there, everyone. Look, look all around you, 360. Do a little 360 here. Look around. These are your teammates, okay? These are your teammates. These are the people that are carrying the ball as well. You are not alone. We all have these football. We're in our hands. You are not alone, okay? So let's read Jesus' final instructions from his game plan, right? From the playbook to his team, to us, his team, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 together. Let's read this together. Read it like we mean it here. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem short and in all Judea and Samaria medium and to the ends of the earth long. That is our game plan. So let's commit together to follow Jesus. Let's follow his game plan. Let's pray. All right. Heavenly Father, as we stand here with these names, I'm, I'm standing with my fellow teammates. And we know that this is an act of commitment to reach out to people that you desperately care about. God, you would even send your son to die you would send your son to die for not only us, but the people that are in our sphere of influence. You sent your son to die for every single person in our sphere of influence. And God, we care about them too, Lord. They're, these are families and members and friends, and you know their faces, Father. You know them. You created them. You love them. You've given your life for them. Now, Father, give us the courage and the opportunity to put the ball into play this week. Open conversations. Let us see the openings and take the ball and run with it. We choose to believe that your spirit is already working out of sight, behind the scenes, preparing their hearts for our invitation. Thank you for that trust you've placed in us. We now commit these names to you and ask you to reveal these people to yourself this February. And thank you, thank you that we one day were invited as well. And that's actually why we're standing here right now. Lord, change these lives forever. In Jesus' name, all those who believe said, amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.